I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. With my busy life, I use shipped same-day delivery to keep up. When I need a jar of extra creamy peanut butter delivered, I know my personal shopper Amber will come through. And if it's not on the shelf, she asks them to check the back. Shipped, delight in every delivery. Learn more at shipped.com. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. With regard to today's survey question, I want to thank Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, my gosh. Did Whoopi just do me a favor? Uh, In December, I received an email from Arthur Kaplan, and he's a regular guest on the program and really a good guy and a smart guy. He is the Drs. William F. and Virginia Connolly Mitty Professor of Bioethics at NYU Langone Health. He's the founding director of their Division of Medical Ethics. He's a PhD. He's not an MD. And he is constantly on this program and making other media appearances talking about matters of medical ethics. So Dr. Kaplan sent me an email in December that said, I know you're very busy. I want to reach out and see if I can ask a big favor. I want to invite you to moderate a panel on the propriety of using metaphors and analogies to the Holocaust In debates about COVID and mandates for vaccination and masking, the panel is first is part of the first annual Sedley Holocaust and Medicine Symposium, co-hosted not only by the folks at NYU, but also by the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum. And he goes on to say, we're going to do it by Zoom. We expect a large audience of NYU students and staff, people around the globe, free. Anybody can tune in. So. Will you moderate a panel on what boils down to the use, misuse, and politics of invoking the Holocaust in current debates? Ladies and gentlemen, that is today. I will do that post-show today. As a matter of fact, if you'd like to tune in, we'd love to have you. Again, no cost. You can watch online. But my response to him was to say, it's a 90-minute panel. What are we going to do with the other 89 minutes? Because my answer to this question is. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. 
Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Feel like you got enough to do already? I do. That's why I use Ship Same Day Delivery to keep up with my busy life. They know the snacks I like down to the extra creamy in my peanut butter. I can get deliveries at home, on set, or even when I'm away on vacay. And my personal shopper, Amber, she's got my back. As in, she asks them to check the back if it's not on the shelf. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at ship.com slash high. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. My answer to this question is, you never make a Holocaust analogy or metaphor. By the way, we should distinguish what's the difference between an analogy and a metaphor. But as to why I am thanking Whoopi Goldberg, it's because the lead story as I come on air at the Daily Mail today and covered all over the place, but the Daily Mail loves a story like this, are comments that Whoopi Goldberg made on The View yesterday and then retracted or apologized for, went on with Colbert last night, Uh, and had to explain herself yet again, and in a different context, but also Nazi-related, Ron DeSantis is being criticized because in Florida he won't call out neo-Nazis who protested in Orlando over the weekend. And by the way, his rationale, everybody says, oh, condemn them. How come you're not condemning them? And he says, because I don't want to elevate them. In other words, since Art Kaplan put this on my radar screen, I've been paying attention to just how often somebody says something about the Holocaust or somebody calls somebody else a Nazi. It's like not a day goes by when there isn't an example. And my survey question today at Smirconish.com asks, is there ever a time when Holocaust comparisons are appropriate? I think the way I'm going to structure this uh, later today is is three loose umbrellas, one that I'll call pandemic politics because it gets used constantly relative to masks and vaxes and Fauci. And then I'll have a separate loose bucket for use of Holocaust references, Nazi references beyond COVID. And then I hope to talk about the U.S. in comparison to the rest of the world. Oh, let me just tell you the panel, all female and extraordinary. Elizabeth Camp is a PhD at Rutgers, a philosophy professor. Edna Friedberg, another PhD, is an historian and senior curator at the Holocaust Museum. Dr. Lisa Lehman is the director of bioethics at Google, and Kelly McBride is the public editor of NPR. Okay, so so some really bright conversationalists. And I think what I'm going to do, and I've made reference to that here before, is, is I'm, I'm going to begin with uh, the Cheryl Hines standard. The Cheryl Hines standard. Because you know I love all things Curb Your Enthusiasm. Cheryl Hines is Cheryl, Larry's wife or former wife. I'm still not even sure. But now in real life, she is married to RFK, 
Jr. She is married to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Two weeks ago, he was at that rally in Washington opposed to people gathered opposed to vax mandates and he said this even in hitler germany you could you could cross the alps into switzerland you can hide in an attic like anne frank did i visited in 1962 east germany with my father and met people who had climbed the wall and escaped so it was possible many died truly but it was possible today the mechanisms are being put in place I will make it so none of us can run and none of us can hide. So he said that, and Cheryl Hines then gets called on the carpet like, wow, what do you have to say about your husband? And she puts out a statement. She said, my husband's reference to Anne Frank at a mandate rally in D.C. was reprehensible and insensitive. The atrocities that millions endured during the Holocaust should never be compared to anyone or anything. His opinions are not a reflection of my own. So there she is articulating the same thing I said to Art when he asked me in December if I would moderate this panel. Cheryl Hines says the Holocaust should never be compared to anyone or anything. And that's pretty much what I'm asking in the survey question. Is there ever a time? When a comparison would be appropriate. I said that Edna Friedberg is a curator. The uh, well, I, I want to give her her just due. She is the senior historian, senior curator at the Holocaust Memorial. And in reading in on this subject and just taking a look at, you know, what have my what have my panelists said on the subject previously? In 2018, she wrote under the headline, "Why Holocaust Analogies Are Dangerous." And she noted that neither the political right nor left has a monopoly on exploiting the six million Jews murdered in a state-sponsored systematic campaign of genocide to demonize or intimidate their political opponents. And I'm going to talk to her about this today because I get her point. Nobody's got a monopoly on it. But I must say in a covid context, it sure seems like the recent invocation has not been equal. Right. It, it has not been equal when we've heard it in a covid context. It seems that it's always coming from people on the right who are saying this is what the left is trying to do relative to covid. Do you do we all know the difference between an analogy and a metaphor? I went to Writer's Digest, figuring they would know a thing or two about it. Analogy is a comparison to two things to help explain an idea or concept. A good example is that a penguin is to birds as a panda is to bears in that both are representative type within a classification of animals. Or a coach is to a football team as a manager is to a business in that both direct the operations of a team to execute a plan. Metaphor is a word or phrase that takes on the meaning of something else. For instance, a person may say that a penguin is a panda. Or that a football coach is a business manager, even though neither statement is true. It's a figure of speech often employed in poetry. I said that another of my panelists is Elizabeth Camp, a professor of philosophy at Rutgers. I read something that she had authored on the the power of metaphors. Like why? And this is a good question for all of us. Why is this a go-to? Remember uh, ranking, although we didn't call it that, uh, on the playground or in homeroom? 
you know, your mother is this and my mother is that and blah, 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 in a kind way and and maybe in a dated concept. It might have been your mother wears army boots, although nobody ever said that. Uh, Even I was 25 or 30 years beyond that one. But why is this, you know, the, 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 the bomb? Why is this the bomb? If you really want to play hardball in a polarized environment, what do you say? You drop the H-bomb, the Holocaust bomb. What makes this so powerful? Elizabeth Camp, who's one of my uh, panelists, said that metaphor exploits. She's talking about metaphors generally. Like, why are metaphors such good insults? It's it's like we've we've talked, you see, about... Uh, profanity. And the F-bomb to me is not even a bomb anymore. You know, what word really, there are two words that stand out in my mind. One begins with an N and the other begins with a C. I agree with that. Like those are the bombs. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, it's similar to that. It's just, it's, it's It's like the, you know, Holocaust or Nazi. Because it's the worst of the worst. Right. The worst of the worst. Metaphor, this is, this is uh, Dr. Camp, Elizabeth Camp. Metaphor exploits in an especially rich, nuanced, and forceful way aspects of communicative and cognitive structure that are pervasive in ordinary life. So another question, should we lump the Holocaust? Should we necessarily treat them the same, Holocaust and Nazi? Because I'm lumping them together. Like, oh, don't ever reference the Holocaust. Don't ever reference them. But maybe when you break it down, they need to be treated separately. I don't know. I don't know. Here's another example. Here's another example of how this has come up uh, politically in a COVID context. Laura Logan, the former 60 Minutes correspondent who, as of late, says Mediaite, has earned a reputation for pushing conspiracy theories at Fox News, has now been dropped by her talent agency, one of the big three talent agencies, UTA. So her her agency has dropped her because she made comments about Anthony Fauci. What did she say? She said this. And so in that moment, what you see on Dr. Fauci, this is what people say to me, that he doesn't represent science to them. He represents Joseph Mengele, Dr. Joseph Mengele, uh, the doc- the Nazi doctor what? who did experiments on Jews during the Second World War and in the concentration camps. And I am talking about people all across the world are saying this because the response from COVID, what it has done to countries everywhere, what it has done to civil liberties, the suicide rates, the poverty, it has obliterated economies, the level of suffering that has been created because of this disease is now being seen in the cold light of day, i.e. the truth. And people see that there's no justification for what is being done. To me, just totally appalling, totally appalling to to compare Dr. Fauci with a Nazi who performed experiments on Jews at Auschwitz-Birkenau. Horrific, indefensible. Are they all indefensible? Can you name one that isn't? Haaretz is a, a publication in Israel. Just two weeks ago had a feature. Ben Samuels wrote it on exactly this subject. The subject of how often the Holocaust and Nazi references get tossed around in a pandemic. Quote, the use of Holocaust imagery to compare COVID-19 health measures to the Nazis' policies has reached new levels in recent weeks and could help spread anti-Semitism and Holocaust denial, 
Holocaust studies and experts say. Well, why would that be the case? And this gets me to my big concern about the Holocaust. I've said this year before. If everything is the Holocaust, then there wasn't a Holocaust. And I don't mean like to deny that it happened. I just mean it's so then watered down. It loses its sting. It loses its its meaning. The CEO of the, this is still Haaretz, the CEO of the Cincinnati-based Holocaust and Humanity Center, Sarah Weiss, says the trivialization of the Holocaust should be considered anti-Semitic based on the definition of the Shoah according to the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance. These false equivalencies are hurtful to survivors and those who were murdered. They distract from meaningful meaningful discourse and are used to intimidate or shut down conversation. These analogies are dangerous because if everything is the Holocaust, nothing is the Holocaust. My point exactly. Does the constant invocation of Holocaust dilute the meaning and what can be done about that? A really serious question. I mean, think about kids being educated on the Holocaust who are hearing Dr. Fauci regarded as Dr. Mengele. You know, how bad could Mengele have been? Because this Fauci guy, he doesn't seem so bad to me. I said um, there's an interesting debate playing itself out in Florida um, involving Ron DeSantis. Oh, my God, I've got so many of these things. I I better not do them all. Well, here's the thing about um, I'll just mention this quickly. So neo-Nazi demonstrators were out and about in Orlando. From what I can determine, it's like a handful of knuckleheads on the side of uh, on the side of the interstate. And they drew bipartisan condemnations from state and local officials. But as of yesterday, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis wouldn't condemn them. And here's what he said. What I'm going to say is these people, uh, these Democrats who are trying to use this as some type of political issue to try to smear me as if I had something uh, to do with it, we're not playing their game. You know, some jackasses you know, doing this on the street. First of all, state law enforcement is going to hold them accountable because they were doing stuff on the overpass. Uh, so we're, so they're absolutely going to do that and they should do that. Uh, but I'm not going to have people try to smear me that belong to a political party that has elevated anti-Semites to the halls of Congress, like Ilan Omar that have played footsie with the BDS movement. Right. You get it. So like, Hey, what about Ilhan Omar? Videos spread, the Orlando Sentinel, videos spread on social media showing the group waving Nazi flags, saluting and shouting at passing cars near Waterford Lakes Town Center in East Orange County. The demonstrators were also seen getting into at least one fight in the roadway in front of the shopping plaza. I mean, how appalling, right, with with such a concentration of Jews in Florida and people are driving down the road and you got neo-Nazis on the side of the road. But I understand, I must say, I understand DeSantis saying, like, why are we giving them a platform? And then and then Charlie Crist, who's running against DeSantis, says, come on, uh, uh, Ron, it's so easy. Why won't you condemn Nazis? DeSantis's position seems to be because every time we talk about them now, we're giving them what they want. Anyway, those things, not DeSantis so much, but those things have arisen in a covid context beyond covid. You get an example like Whoopi. Whoopi Goldberg received backlash on social media for comments she made about the Holocaust on The View on Monday's episode. Yesterday, uh, the ABC daytime talk show host, uh, she received pushback from her co-hosts and later from users on Twitter after claiming the Holocaust, which involved the murder of six million Jews and other victims, said Whoopi was not about race. 
Well, also, if you're going to do this, then let's be truthful about it, because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's not about race. It's it's about a different race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about race. What is it about? Because it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but it's not, it's not about ideal race. But these are two Roma. white groups of people. Well, they how do we have to black people see them as white people? And they, but you're missing the point. You're yeah. missing the point. Yeah. The minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other. Goldberg it's posted a, a statement expressing her sincerest apologies later on Twitter. Also echoing a statement from the Anti-Defamation League, the ADL CEO, Jonathan Greenblatt, who wrote that the Holocaust was about the Nazis' systemic annihilation of the Jewish people who they deemed to be an inferior race. I talked about being um, at the Von C. Villa. There was a story written about the 40, 40th, does that sound right? No, 80th, Jesus, Michael, 80th anniversary of the meeting in Von C., where the final solution was planned. I I visited it on my way to Auschwitz-Birkenau because I wanted to understand it all. And yeah, it was all about an inferior race, the way in which Jews were perceived by the Nazis. Said Whoopi, on today's show, I said the Holocaust is not about race, but about man's inhumanity to man. I should have said it is about both. I stand corrected. The Jewish people around the world have always had my support and that will never waver. I'm sorry for the hurt that I have caused. Um, that was Whoopi Goldberg. Then she went on last night with uh, Stephen Colbert and uh, had even more to say about it. Gosh, I have so many uh, others. Let me just give you one. So there's the pandemic realm. There's the domestic non-pandemic realm. Then there's you know what's going on around the globe. I wonder, are references to the Holocaust and Nazis invoked the same around the globe as they are in the United States? Here's an example, easily found by me because there's so many out there. Last month, a far-right group in Poland protested what they said was Poland's policy of forced vaccination. What did they do? They appropriated the banner outside of Auschwitz that said, work will make you free, with one that said, vaccination makes you free. The Auschwitz Museum, which was established to preserve the camp, said on Twitter, the appropriation of the symbol of the suffering of the victims of Auschwitz is a scandalous manifestation of moral corruption. It was particularly shameful when Polish lawmakers do it. Similar fact pattern in Luxembourg from the end of December. Here's this story. Justice Minister Sam Tansen is planning to file a legal complaint against a prominent anti-vaxxer over a tweet in which he compared Luxembourg's push for COVID-19 vaccines to Nazi medical experiments and appeared to endorse hanging as a punishment for politicians. At issue here, a journalist named Jean-Marie Jacoby, who took to Twitter to say that, quote, death by hanging would have been the sanction of the American military judges at Nuremberg in 1947 for Bedel and Tansen if they really want to force people to participate in a third-phase clinical medical trial. Okay, So it's a journalist saying that at Nuremberg, the judges would have hung the physicians who today want to say, you need another vaccine. 
The tweet references the ethical principles of the Nuremberg Code established in 1947 in the wake of Nazi medical experiments. Most experts agree that the code is unrelated to vaccine mandates as the COVID-19 vaccines are licensed and tested. And then I'll end with this. Art Kaplan is quoted in this story from Luxembourg saying the Nuremberg Code has no bearing whatsoever on vaccine mandate issues. Was Kaplan correct? What's the answer to today's survey question? Today's survey question asks, is there ever a time when Holocaust comparisons are appropriate? Maybe I guess you'd say yes, if in fact there's another Holocaust brewing, but I don't see it. Is the increased use a reflection of the passage of time and the diminished number of direct Holocaust victims? Is that part of the process here, that as time marches on and you don't have enough survivors or survivors capable of communicating and reminding people this is the risk that it runs? People forget. The word gets tossed around. The original loses its meaning. So that is how I will be spending my afternoon um, and my answer remains the same. I'm with Cheryl Hines. I mean, after after reviewing all of these recent episodes and invocations of Nazis and Holocaust, I come back to where Cheryl Hines is. I, I, I go back to her quote, and my God, in her case, she's responding to her husband. The atrocities that millions endured during the Holocaust should never be compared to anyone or anything. The Holocaust should never be compared to anyone or anything. When Art Kaplan first invited me to moderate a discussion on this subject, that's where I was. I've read a heck of a lot. Maybe my opinion will be changed in the panel conversation later in the day for me, but I stand where I was when the subject first came up. You'll tell me whether I was right or wrong. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and Sirius XM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and Sirius XM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. you got enough to do already? I do. That's why I use Ship Same Day Delivery to keep up with my busy life. They know the snacks I like down to the extra creamy in my peanut butter. I can get deliveries at home, on set, or even when I'm away on vacay. And my personal shopper, Amber, she's got my back. As in, she asks them to check the back if it's not on the shelf. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at ship.com slash high.